You're listening to The Social Dentist with Dr. Desiree Yazdan, marketing, branding, and building an online community to help you grow your business as a healthcare professional. Featured on the Emmy Award-winning daytime talk show, The Doctors, and America's business magazine, Forbes, Dr. Yazdan gives you insight on how she's cracked the code to social media and how to use it as a way to make your business more profitable. And now, Dr. Yazdan. Hello, hello. I hope you're doing well today. Today, we're going to be talking about over-delivering to your patients and your audience. This topic is really important. It's a concept that I'm going to be covering in my group coaching program. And you may have heard me mention earlier this year how I'm working towards building a group coaching program. My one-to-one practice is full and I have a wait list of people that I know can't wait to work with me and start getting results. And spent a lot of time thinking about how I can be helping more people and how I would be able to do that. And the best answer is creating a really, really incredible group coaching program that's extremely valuable and can take everyone inside the group really far in their business. So I've been working on that this year and I'm really taking my time with it because I want it to be extremely valuable. I want everyone in the group to get massive results. I want to over deliver and great things take time to build, especially when I want to make sure I'm not cutting on my time that I spend in my dental practice and in my coaching practice and for my Grow With The Gram students and my coaching clients. So my goal is to over-deliver to everyone inside all of my programs, over-deliver to my patients, and just over-deliver in every way possible in everything I do, which is the reason I wanted to talk to you about this today. So I believe in over-delivering. It is actually a philosophy I have in my dental practice. The philosophy is that we over-deliver to our patients and they can feel that. I want the process to be as seamless as possible for them. I want their interactions with the office to be pleasant and easy. I want them to feel like they're getting 10 times more than what they paid for. And I want them to feel very well taken care of. So we go to great lengths to create this. Over-delivering is so important. There's a difference between delivering and over-delivering. Think about employees that you have had. Delivering is just kind of like getting the job done, right? It's like when you have an employee that just clocks in and clocks out and gets their work done, nothing less than what's expected, but definitely nothing more. They're a nine to five employee, that's great. But it's very different than having an employee that over delivers. I love employees who want to over deliver in their job positions. Yes, they clock in and clock out, but at the same time, they treat your business as if it is their own. They want to do more than what's expected and they do a great job at it. They go above and beyond in every single way. If you've ever had one of these employees, you know how valuable they are. And those people climb up the ladder fairly quickly because they are more than worth it. You know the difference of what I'm talking about here. I want you to think of delivering your results to your patients in the same way. When you think about your patients and over delivering to them and giving more to them than what you get in return, oddly enough, it gets returned to you in the form of money. So oftentimes during my workday, I'll notice something and realize that it can be done better, that doing something different would enhance the patient's experience, that tweaking a system you already have in place can actually help create a better patient experience. Now, I understand that in healthcare, we're working with human bodies and oftentimes things are a little unpredictable, but in any circumstance, you can still choose to over deliver. 
This example comes to my head and it's something I want to share with you to help you understand this concept deeply so that you can apply it to your business. So as I tell you the story, I want you to apply it to your business. It's a little lengthy, but listen to it with a filter of how it can apply to your business. So I love home stuff. I love furniture. I love home stores. I love shopping for home things. I love interior design. So there's this furniture store that's extremely expensive. In fact, about 10 years ago, I remember going into the store and just dreaming of what it would be like to be able to buy a piece of furniture from there. Even if it was just like one or two pieces, I would like daydream about it. And I remember when I was moving from apartment to apartment, it would always cross my mind that one day, maybe I'd be able to afford some furniture there. I even used to just go into the store, look around. I'd look at the people that were coming in and wonder what their home must look like when they were buying such beautiful furniture. I'd wonder what they did for a living. And I just daydream about getting furniture from the store. Okay. And then I remember when I bought my first home, I thought about that store, but I still wasn't able to afford buying the furniture from there. So I knew this store so well that when I'd go into open houses, in some of the wealthiest communities in the area that I live in, I could tell within an instant if the homeowners had furnished their home with furniture from the store. Even though most of the pieces were custom furniture pieces in the homes, I could still tell whether the furniture was from this particular store. So a few years ago, my husband and I purchased a new home and I thought to myself, I can finally afford to purchase furniture from there and I'm all in. So we go into the store and we start looking around. The sales associates greets us. We start browsing for furniture. Of course, I found a ton of things that I liked and I even asked if one of their interior designers could come into our home and help pick out the furniture. So turns out the owner of the store does that if you spend a certain amount of money. So we put down the deposit for the amount and I was so excited and so proud that I was finally able to get some furniture from the store. This was one of those moments for me where I felt like I had finally made it in life, okay? Like buying furniture from the store. So the gentleman comes to our home, he takes some notes, and a week later we go into his showroom and he starts to show us furniture pieces, but then talking about how to customize them for our home. So for example, changing the material, changing the design slightly, where to put what, and I was all in. We picked out a bunch of furniture, a bunch of fabrics. We had put everything together. They gave us a quote for it and it was very expensive. So my husband and I spoke. And so there were certain rooms, areas of our home that we weren't going to splurge on furniture like our kitchen bar stools. So we said yes to almost everything and we placed the order and we waited. But there was a few items that we were like, okay, we can just get them from you know, somewhere else that's still nice, but much, much less expensive. So they told us since the pieces were custom, it was gonna take about four months to get the furniture in. And in the meantime, we look for furniture at other stores, much less expensive for those other areas of our home, like for example, the kitchen bar stools. So I know this is a long story, stick with me. So four months goes by, no furniture, no word from them. Five months goes by, no furniture, no word from them. So I reach out and they told me they would get back to me. I kept calling and finally, month six, some of the furniture started to trickle in. The delivery guy shows up to our home and what do you know? Some of the pieces are completely wrong. A few are broken. I've already waited now six months for this furniture. That's two months past what I was promised. So I was already a little annoyed. Now here's the funny part. I 100% understand that mistakes happen and I'm okay with that. 
So I want you to remember this about your business when mistakes happen, because it's not the mistake that necessarily upsets the customer or the patient. It's how the situation is handled. So I contact the sales associate and I start sending her photos of the furniture of how it was wrong and how some of the pieces were broken. This is before they even brought it upstairs. So she gets on the phone with me and starts arguing with me. So for example, one of the dressers was supposed to be mirrored, but it wasn't. And she was trying to argue with me that we didn't want it mirrored and we never ordered it. And I had the receipt she had handwritten out for me that clearly it stated the details of the wood and the mirrors. And when the pieces that were broken with with those pieces, she was trying to blame me for it, like saying, well, they weren't broken before delivery and that I must have done something to cause them to break and that her delivery people would never deliver something that was broken. And I'm like, actually, these photos, like the furniture is still downstairs. Like it's, it's on my driveway. It's not even upstairs right now. And these photos are taken like when they were freshly off the truck. So these are photos taken in my garage and they knew they were broken and still trying to deliver them. Like the, the men, the delivery men were trying to bring them up. And I was like, hold on a second. These are broken. Like I'm not accepting these. And, um, I, I had gotten this really cute vanity stool and they brought it up and they kept like, it was wobbling side to side. And they kept trying to tell me that the reason it was wobbly was because of our floors. I mean, you can't make this stuff up. Like I was like, it's not our floors. Our floors are not crooked. It's the stool. And then they were like, no, 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 it's your floors. And I like went and I got another chair and I brought it over and I put it in the same spot. I said, this chair is not wobbling. It is not like I could put 10 different chairs here. It's not the chair. It's the stool. Like it has a flaw. I mean, you can't make this stuff up. So basically we had spent a ridiculous amount of money on furniture, waited six months, a good amount of the pieces hadn't even come yet. The ones that did about a fourth of them were wrong and a few of them were broken. And so here I was asking the sales associate what the resolution could be. So as this was happening, okay, I understand this story is really long. Stick with me. It has a point. So as this was happening, the place we had purchased our kitchen bar stools from showed up to deliver them. They were right on time. They delivered the pieces. I walked downstairs after having this argument with the other sales associate and the gentleman from the second furniture store said, ma'am, we delivered these, but one of them has a stain on the fabric and two of them are wobbly. I tried to fix it, the wobbly ones, but it's not fixable. I already placed an order for three new bar stools for you. They will arrive in six weeks. And in the meantime, you can keep these and use them as you wish. And we'll just come and switch them out once the new ones arrive. You should have already received a receipt stating all of this in your email. And we're so sorry for the inconvenience. And it hit me. That right there was what I call over-delivering. Even though the situation wasn't perfect, the bar stools weren't delivered in perfect condition, but the way they handled it was such an over-delivery, and I instantly became a fan of this store. Meanwhile, the lady from the first store never called me back. I had to call her. She tried to tell me that for some reason, some of the pieces, I'd have to bring them in myself if I wanted them fixed. I mean, I was shocked beyond belief by this entire experience. Like to think that for 10 years, I dream, it was probably more than 10 years, honestly, I dreamed of buying furniture from the store. And then I splurged a huge amount of money to buy furniture from the store and then experience what I did, which by the way, 
I only told you half the experience. It got way worse, but it's not relevant to this podcast. So I won't even be sharing the rest, but I want you to really think about this. You may have experienced something very similar and it's such a disappointment when you're let down in a big way. Some of you have had your businesses for a while now. Patients come to you as a referral or from social media and they're so excited to be in your chair. They feel like they've made it in life. They're finally taking care of themselves or splurging on themselves. And of course, we can't please everyone, but I want you to think of over-delivering and how you can over-deliver. How can you over-deliver in every scenario possible for every single patient that you treat? Even if something doesn't go as planned, for example, if you're a dentist and the lab sends you a case and the veneers look terrible and you have to push back the patient's appointment or in your business, if someone who works for you calls out sick and the first patient of the day shows up for their treatment and you know that they took work off, they drove all the way to your office and you just didn't have anyone there to treat them, how could you over-deliver even in those moments? Over-delivering to your patients will help you grow your business. When you over-deliver, your patient can feel that. They can tell that you care and that builds trust. And they will not only return for more treatment, but they will also be willing to send you friends and family. I can teach you how to market your business all day long, and you can learn everything to get your best patients into your practice when you're in Grow With The Gram. But to grow your business to a multiple seven-figure business, you have to figure out how to over-deliver to your patients. Not just over-deliver to them, but to take responsibility for their experience and to over-deliver to them. I want you to think about this so deeply that you even take responsibility to over-delivering on your social media to your ideal patients. So think about it. How could you show up in a way online that shows that you over-deliver? Because when you do that, people can tell and you'll attract more patients into your business and you'll over-deliver to your patients and your social media and your business will expand like crazy. So I wanna leave you with a few things to wonder about. You don't have to make changes right away, or maybe as you listen to this episode, you realize that you do need to make certain changes right away, but I want you to think about how you feel when you're over-delivered to. Even if it's just like a dining experience, but a really amazing one that you felt like the service was above and beyond the norm or a shopping experience, like how do you feel in those situations? How can you create those same feelings for your patients? How can you make them feel over-delivered to? What can you do to ensure you are over-delivering to your patients? Who are your employees and how are they showing up? Is there anyone on your team that needs to be replaced? Maybe something you've been holding off on for many reasons, but someone you know isn't allowing for the over-delivering experience. Like, is there someone like that in your practice? I had a few employees before that couldn't be part of this over-delivering experience because they couldn't get it together. They couldn't do their job duties properly in a timely manner. They weren't checking the things they needed to check and documenting what needed to be documented, and they needed to go. I took responsibility of the fact that people who were coming in we're not being over-delivered to because one of my employees wasn't doing her job properly, but it was my fault for keeping that person for longer than I needed to. So are you doing the same thing? Are you preventing an over-delivery experience for your patients because you're afraid to let someone go? Think about it. Are you leading your team and discussing what you want the patient experience to be like? 
How can you create systems in the workplace to make sure you're giving an experience that over delivers? How can you show up on social media and over deliver to your audience there? This doesn't mean post more necessarily, but just think about how you can over deliver even in your marketing. Don't just tell people that you over deliver through your marketing. Remember, actions speak louder than words. Show that you are over delivering to your patients. How can you actually do this? Where are you already over delivering in your business? Think about these things. I would love to hear what you come up with over on my Instagram at Dr. Yasden. Feel free to send me a DM and share with me. I can't wait to build this portion of my group coaching program and create a framework for this because it really is important and can really help you leap forward in terms of business growth. Speaking of Instagram, I do want to invite you to my free masterclass Instagram prescription. Here's where I'll show you how to market your business and start attracting high quality patients into your practice. I highly recommend you join me on my free masterclass since knowing how to market your business is vital to the health of your business. And you can go to dryasen.com slash masterclass to join. I'll also link it in the show notes for you. Have a beautiful day. Thank you for listening to The Social Dentist with Dr. Desiree Yazdan. Download your free Instagram guide for healthcare professionals at www.dryasden.com forward slash Instagram guide. If you'd like to reach out to Dr. Yazdan, you can do so on Instagram at Dr. Yazdan. That's D-R-Y-A-Z-D-A-N. Till next time.